Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Roswell, New Mexico premieres Tuesday, January 15th at 9, 8 central. Is Dido doing the theme song again? No, she's not. Wait, then who is? Was Dido busy? Can we please stop talking about Dido? You know I love talking about Dido, but we can't talk about Dido right now. Ugh, it's always the time to talk about Dido. Roswell, New Mexico premieres January 15th at 9, 8 central, and Dido does not do the theme song. You will trailer. Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Lindsay and I both watched Two Weeks Notice, the 2002 romantic comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant, separately without speaking to each other over the break. I watched it on the plane last night coming back from Los Angeles, and I gotta say, it's a perfect plane movie. It's great to be interrupted by announcements about turbulence. It's perfect to be seen on a very, very small screen because it looks like shit. And I spent the entire plane after I watched it thinking about the big yellow taxi cover by the Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlson. Uh, Carlton. For those of you who don't remember, this song was a um, secret track on the Counting Crows album Hard Candy, but then it was released once again because it fit in so perfectly within the narrative of the, the 2002 romantic comedy Two Weeks Notice, I which mean, is about... so does um, the original. Yeah, so, which is literally about... About gentrification. It's about gentrification, so... But it is weird because Sandy's family is like, we've lived in Coney Island our whole, our whole lives, but they're two powerful lawyers, too? <laughs> yeah, they're two really rich, like, judges. And it's like, what a commute, gotta say. Like, not a great commute. Unless they're, like, working in Coney Island. I just kept thinking, like, it's unlikely they would have stayed there the whole time. They may have been working in Brooklyn, but Maybe. they certainly weren't working in Coney Island. Anyways, Sandy is, like, a tries to save buildings or whatever, and... Hugh Grant is a real estate okay. agent. <laughs> okay. Have you and seen this it? Is, I'm sorry. I'm the one who started this conversation, but we can no longer talk about the 2002 romantic comedy two weeks notice. I thought it was the proposal. I got to say, like for the first 20 minutes, I was like, the proposal, I think, came out later than this. Like, it looks old. You're like, where's Ryan Reynolds? So is she going to dump Hugh Grant for Ryan Reynolds? I thought it was. When Hugh- did she move to Canada? I thought this movie was about becoming an American citizen. What's your favorite Sandra Bullock rom-com. Mm, while you were sleeping. Same. All yeah, same. Duh. I, I mean, guess it's the only answer. Guess like Miss Congeniality is like at a close second and Practical Magic. No, Practical Magic is a close second and you count that as a rom-com? Yes. I don't count it as a rom-com. Okay, so I just no count practical, it as a okay. com. So Practical Magic is, an, is one of my it's favorites. It's a witch com. Miss Congeniality would be like second. Like it is really good. Yeah. What else is there? The Lake House is a comedy if you're in the right state of mind. I love The Lake House. Oh, oh my God. I love The Lake House. Looking up at, I look back at weird movies that I like forced my friends to see with me opening day. And one of them was The Lake House. And everyone was like, why are we doing this? And I was like, you're friends with me, bitches. Like, like, deal with it. Isn't The Lake House too like a a remake of a K-drama? It's the most perfect remake of a Mm -hmm, mm K-drama. It is. It's like magic letter writing romance, 100% yes. <laughs> 100%. I barely remember what – isn't there something involving like he almost – or he gets hit by a car, yes. but then he doesn't because she goes back in time or something well, because of so the letter. Well, so that's how it opens is like 
she works at a hospital and like he, he like somebody got hit by a car like in front of the hospital and it's him but that's but, like, the twist is that you that. find out it's him yeah so she doesn't know that but like then when she knows who it is like then she finds out that it was him because remember she goes to like through the letter she tried they try to find each other like in the past yeah. or in yeah. in the future like wherever and like mm-hmm. he she can't find him like he's there but like she's not mm-hmm. there so the- <laughs> yeah Sort of like the film Frequency with Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. Remember that? Yes. Also, I think 2002. Yes, on the radio. Where he talks to his daddy over radio. The daddy on the radio. <laughs> you mean daddy on the radio? <laughs> yeah, daddy on the radio. He talks, and at the end, it's like, the twist is that because he talks, someone at the end is like, invest in Yahoo. And then at the end, one of his friends gets Shut rich because he invests up. in Yahoo because of the radio. But it's like very 2002. Remember Yahoo? Remember radio. when Yahoo was the internet? Remember when in... Um, in um, that movie where he has the sports, Back to the Future 2, where he has the sports betting book. <laughs> well, the almanac. The sports almanac. <laughs> yes. And he's like, I'm going to get, he's getting rich from the sports or whatever as like part of his ploy. That was but then fun. they make it so that like Biff is evil because he gets rich from sports. But it's like, who wouldn't get rich from sports? Oh where, what God. is happening here? What are we talking? <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know how we got here. And then also, did you know that this week on Outlander, the daughter went back Stop. in time to meet her father who was back in time? No, I didn't know that this week on Outlander, the daughter goes back in time to prevent her daughter from going back in time no, or whatever. I didn't know I that. That's not what I said. Did you know that on Outlander this week? Stop talking if you're starting a sentence with that. Outlander I didn't know. this week was insane. Anyways, it has to do, I'm not going to like whatever, but it has to do with all this time traveling that we are talking about, which is not even in two weeks notice. There's no time travel except for me going back in time to remember what 2002 was like. We are all time traveling if we're watching two weeks notice I'm like, because oh. of that scene when they're on Coney Island and then Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton, Big Old Taxi starts playing and it's the most like ridiculous uh, approximation of a community center in in the distance. Well, she's it's like so looking weird. at the community center, and it's like old people playing cards, like a ballerina, <laughs> like bl- something. Someone it's else like, like writing sorry, in a notebook. The community center in Coney Island's the place where the bathrooms are, and they sell like twenty dollar tacos. The Coney Island bathrooms are Disgusting. a wild place. I know. Hey, um. <laughs> I am listening to your most recent podcast episode, Who Me Awards, and it is honestly the most insane thing I have ever listened to in my life, and I'm loving it, but wow, it is bananas. And I just wanted to let you know that y'all are crazy, and I appreciate it. Good form, Bella Ford. Bye. I put this up because I just wanted to give a little window into our creative process because originally we had like an insane monologue but then Lindsay was like what if we write bits for every award and then it was like that's a lot of work but then we wrote bits for every award and it became completely deranged it was so worth it i also just want to prove and i feel like we've proven that we can write award shows now (laughs) and people should hire us to write award shows Watching, like, being in the Google Doc together in different parts of the country, watching us write these bits was making me lose my mind. Like, watching you come up with a joke, you watching me coming up with a joke, and then texting me, like, Bruce Valanche wishes or something. <laughs> so it was it was funny on one level writing them because it was so deranged, but then we hadn't actually said them out loud until we recorded. And once we started recording them, it was really hard to keep our composure because we realized how bad it was. They were but, so um, bad. Thank you for listening and for commenting. 
Uh, it really was bananas. If we're not upping our game every year with this thing, like we should not be doing it. No, no. Bone piano exists in the Goonies. Bone organ, bone piano. Good form, Bellathorn. We mentioned having, we met, Lindsay was like, Lindsay made a joke about what's next, a piano made out of bones? And this person is like, the Goonies. Wait, did you hear those? Someone did tweet at us and was like, Mo- most pianos are made of bones, elephant bones. Ivory. And I was yeah. like, oh no, you're right. Oh no. Yeah, Ugh. tickle the ivories. Yikes. Okay, um, so yes, most thing. pianos are made of bones. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, medium time, medium time. I'm calling because Taylor Swift finally had another epic party over New Year's um, where it appears guests dressed as uh, childhood heroes. Uh, a lot of them there, but a uh, big thing I want to know about is the Who's. Um, someone named McCall Koenig, Liam McCarthy, and Ashley Avignon. What can you tell me? Anyways, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Taylor Swift had a New Year's party, and it really did not look fun. Taylor Swift has had parties before that did look fun. So I'm not like trying to be rude. She also had a special come out on midnight at midnight. So I have a feeling that I mean, this is a really fucking conspiracy theory feeling. But like she did a New Year's party so people would cover the party. So they would mention her. Yeah, I I had the same thought. Like her special dropped at midnight on New Year's. Like it was definitely a thing. So part of me was like she had a New Year's party to drum up press for that. In a way. This is an insane reference, but you know, this is a uh, an episode filled with insane references. But you know what this party reminded me of? A very specific reference from my childhood. <laughs> Maybe yours too, if you watched it. Did you watch Full House growing up or did you avoid it? I watched Full House growing up. Do you remember the episode where DJ forgets that it's Kimmy's birthday and she has to throw a party together last minute? No. <laughs> and it's really, it's like deeply sad. It's even as a kid, I was like, this is a really sad episode. Yeah. So she feels bad for forgetting Kimmy's birthday. And so she just throws a party together with like stuff that's in the house. But Kimmy's really stupid. And so she's like, oh, you like you put out hummus. But it's just like in the fridge. Yeah. It's just something she got out of the fridge. But then she <laughs> finds out like even with even with all of these signifiers that like this was a last at like last minute half ass party. Kimmy like is very charmed by it. But then at the end, she like overhears someone say like, I can't believe we threw it together in like two minutes. And Kimmy's like, you what? And then it's really sad. This looks like a Kimmy Gibbler party. Thanks, everybody. Hey, hey, DJ deserves all the credit. Who else could have thrown all this together in 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not that she did, but um, let's let's say she ever forgot your birthday and um, only had 15 minutes. She could have thrown this together. Nice save. Not. (laughs) It does. And also, but I think what I'm trying to, the reason why I think that is like, there are photos from Instagram and stuff like of the like sad cheese plates or whatever. And like, what's sad is that they they remind me of like my own parties and like Taylor Swift's party should not look like my parties. Like (laughs) my parties look like shit. You know, like that, like the shitty cheese plate, the like hummus with like broccoli and hummus just thrown together crap. Like that's like a like you slice the red pepper, but you left the stickers on the red pepper. So there's like stickers on the red pepper. The other problem with this party that I really did not like is it was a costume party with the theme 
which I hate. First of all, imposing a theme on costumes is rude. Sorry. People like and asking people to dress up is one thing, but them being like, oh, there's a theme. It's like, no, you're going to get dressed up or you're going to get nothing at all. But asking people to dress up in costumes on a on a holiday not traditionally known for dressing up as costumes exactly. is also really unfair exactly. and cruel. Because like Halloween, they can't rewear their Halloween costumes if there's a theme. The theme was no. heroes, which made no sense because all of the, the only like Taylor Swift dressed up as the Little Mermaid, which was confusing. And then everyone just dressed up as like random shit. Dorothy, Frida Kahlo. I guess that Someone's kind of. Batman. Batman. Why is Mary Poppins Gigi Hadid's Mary hero? Mary Poppins. I don't know. Like movie tie-in much. They paid her to do that. Just kidding. I mean, that's a real conspiracy, but whatever. Also, the I, I other thing is that because of squad, the squad thing, she built up this friend group thing. So now whenever mm-hmm. Taylor does anything, it's like, where's the squad? Where's the squad? And it's like, honey, you did this to yourself. You mm-hmm. did this, you know? And now the squad, and now the squad has been um, because, you know, as she gets older, as 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 it happens, as it often happens, your squad evolves, your squad gets smaller, but it's more noticeable when it's Taylor Swift because it goes from exclusively A-list people to, uh, oh, and then like suddenly Halsey and Rita, uh, not Rita, Halsey and Ruby Rose are part of the mix. And you're like, mm, that's weird. Okay, whatever. But now it's exclusively now like it's someone's like, agent, well, a stylist, my childhood friend who I swam with, who I never remember her name. Abigail. And then Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, you know? Well, it's just weird. So it's like Blake, Blake, Lively and Ryan seem to be ride or die Swifties. Like I, they kind of are now the new, like they go, you know, the. But the I also new think, BFFs. and I think a lot of, but I think a lot of that has to do with I think, in terms of personality and like, uh, in terms of personality, I think that Blake Lively and Taylor Swift have a lot in common, and I think they are like perfect for each other. Really, they probably really. I get feel along. like I feel like it's probably really hard to be friends with Blake Lively, and I bet it's really hard to be friends with Taylor Swift. Also, somebody reminded me this. They were going to launch like a lifestyle thing together, but it never happened. Oh, like a preserve meets Yeah, like whatever. Blake hinted at that, like that they were going to do something like content, but then it never happened, which would have been insane considering. It would have been great. It would have so, been great. Also, the other problem I had was that Iris Apatow was at this party. Isn't she like 16? Yeah, she's young. She's not even 18. Weird to me. Just weird to me. Maybe That's it was weird. just like, I mean, we're not getting the full guest list because we're just getting like pictures and then people were kind of pointing out who was in the pictures. There was mm-hmm. like a group photo of all of their costumes and people were like, oh, there's Iris Apatow. There's Blake Lively. So there's really, Abigail. What's her name? We're not quite sure who was at this party, but it was a very strange reveal of a party. But- so you've got so to answer your question, the people we know were there were Abigail, her like best friend, the one with the curly hair. Gigi Hadid, she dressed as Mary Poppins. Oh, no one even knows what Abigail dressed as. Who knows? Blake Lively was dressed as Dorothy. Who was she? She was Dorothy. She was Dorothy. Taylor was Little Mermaid. Ryan was nothing. Ryan Reynolds was nothing, but he brought his gin that he's promoting so he everywhere. His gin, aviator gin. Right. Um, he was a drinker, a drinker of his gin. Iris Apatow. Who cares? Ashley Avignoni who is a stylist. I don't even think it's Taylor Swift's stylist, but no, she's a stylist. No, these were stylist. all Gigi's friends. Gigi brought like a crew of like girls. Um, oh yeah. So Leah McCarthy, that's Gigi's friend. Um, she dressed up as Avril Lavigne, which is like very weird. That's your hero, hero growing up? Her hero. Is Avril Lavigne? It's just so confusing because it's just, it's such a big ask. Why even say there was a theme to the press? Because now you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there was a theme and now I'm like, look, I'm like, what? I'm even more confused. I was already confused about it being a, a costume party in the first place. 
Uh, it, yeah, but it really does seem like a last-minute affair. But my favorite thing about That's this party funny. is that suddenly today uh, there were photos. So people were saying, like, including Lindsay, where's Joe Alwyn? Where's her best friend? Where's gorgeous, you know, love of her life, Joe Alwyn, favorite star, Joe Alwyn? And the fans, quote, spotted him. And so <laughs> all these articles got dropped, like, yesterday or today that like were like, Joe's there. Eagle Eye fans spotted Joe Alwyn at Taylor's New Year's Eve party. He was there, haters. He was there. And then you click, 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 click. And it's like, uh, click on this Instagram to find the Joe Alwyn photo. And it's a photo of Abigail Spencer, three people I've never seen in my whole life. One's in a Batman costume. The other one I think is dressed as Freddy Krueger, which is very bizarre. And behind him, <laughs> is that your hero? Behind him, again, like, what are I these costumes? Don't. I just feel like it's like you got, it, you got the invite for this and you were like, I'll dress up, but like, I don't have, well, it's, I'm not getting this together. It's also very devious because if you get an invite to Taylor Swift's party, you probably have to go because you know it's going to be good for your like career maybe. You know maybe. you're going to get seen if you want to get, if you are the type of maybe. person who wants to be seen, there's no better ass than going to Taylor Swift's birthday party. But then it's like, oh, the parameters are dress up as your hero. Do you think she played her own special at midnight like for everyone? Like that's what they probably. did. Probably. <laughs> like on mute. You know if you go to a party and something's on mute? Yeah. It's just Reputation World Tour on mute. <laughs> People sitting around like, oh, Wait, yeah, so I love this Wait, where's Joe Alwyn? He is behind Abigail and I think Freddy Krueger, but you only see a sliver of his neck like and like his noticeable down. British mop of hair. And He's wearing a fedora. Yeah. And the only reason, the only reason I'm confident that that is Joe Alwyn is because it's on every website and it has not been taken down because her publicist is acts faster right, than anyone like, in the Tree business. Right, would email and, if, and be like, that's not, that's not Joe, Joe Alwyn. Alwyn. If that weren't Joe Alwyn... Like we would know right away because Taylor Swift stories get fact checked so quickly. We've, I've and never so received a quicker, threateningly, a correction email than from Taylor Swift's person. Yeah. I if think you it get went something up. wrong about Taylor Swift, you will find out about it like the moment you within click a second, even before it's uh, like put up. Somehow she has mm-hmm. it. You know, so she's still with Joe Alwyn, which blows my mind. Also, what blows my mind is that Joe Alwyn is going to be at the Oscars, which means Taylor Swift is going to be at the Oscars. Um, Right? Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I think so. He's definitely going to be at the Golden Globes. Which, which is means Taylor's probably going to be at the Golden Globes. She's going to steal all the attention from him. Mm-hmm. He's never going to get attention in his whole fucking life. He will. He was in like he twelve He's... decent movies this year, and like not one will he get attention. For. He was so good in the favorite, and I think, um, I think that he's actually going to be like, if not an A-lister. I think he's going to be around for a long time. But, you know, what the hell do I know? I mean, it, it, it takes time to know. Like, at some point when Ben when Ben gets back, we'll, we'll know more. But until then, Ben is not back. <laughs> ben is... <laughs> Ben's been away for so long. And until Ben gets back, we really have so many questions. Bobby. What, Lindsay, so yesterday what? on the plane, there were two amazing things happening. One, what? to my right, a woman took a full 30 minutes to read in Us Weekly. Have you ever seen somebody take that long to read in Us Weekly? <laughs> she was meticulous. She was like reading every caption. She kept showing her um, her husband or boyfriend. She was like, look. Like, it was unbelievable. She was like, it was like a fine wine. She she swirled it around. She smelled it, whatever. On my left, there was a guy who purelled the entire seat. He got the nozzle of the air. He got his hand rest. He got his own body. He got everything. And I was like, he, honestly. Wait, how did he do it? Like he sprayed, he put the Purell in his hand and then he's he wiped. He had wipes. He had wipes. <sighs> he had wipes. 
Wow. He had wipes. So literally this guy was like flying right. I was like, I'm flying wrong. I got no West Weekly. I got no Purell hand wipes. So I was flying wrong. I know, especially during cold and flu season. Purell is the brand that hospitals trust most to keep patients safe from infection. And the same germ-fighting formula that doctors use goes into every Purell singles pack. Grab a handful to keep in the car, throw a few in your pocket or purse before you leave home and get on a plane. I don't know. They're individually sealed so there's no mess and each packet has the exact amount of sanitizer recommended by the CDC. And who knows more about cold and flu season than the CDC? Not me, not Lindsay. So stock up on new Purell Singles hand sanitizer packets on Amazon. Nobody wants to get sick, so stay well with America's number one hand sanitizer brand. So Lindsay, for New Year's, I went away for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so did you. You brought your quip as well. Mm -hmm. But we all shared a bathroom, four of us. Yikes. And I had my, like, gray quip in the little holder, and then... My friend Hera was there, and she, I didn't even realize, has a rose gold quip. Wow, amazing. It looks really good, and I kind of regretted my quip choice, but I guess they're all beautiful. What color is yours? It's rose gold. gold. It's gold. Oh, just not rose gold. It's just just gold. gold. Just gold. The rose gold is really pretty. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, that's my anecdote about <laughs> New Year's, because New Year means new resolutions, and the best New Year's resolution you could possibly make for your oral health is to brush twice every day. It's also just an easy resolution to keep. Brush your teeth. So here are some reasons we love Quip. There's a two-minute timer that tells you when to stop brushing. Every 30 seconds, it's like, and it tells you when to switch sides. Also helpful. And the cover works as a stand and a helpful traveling case, so you can take it on your New Year's adventures, your spring break adventures, anywhere you go, even for the weekend. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, and brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five Dollars. It's very easy. There's no excuse to not brush. There's no excuse to not have a clean toothbrush either. Okay. So that's why I love Quip. That's why Lindsay loves Quip. And that's why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash who, WHO, right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash who. Go get Quip. Happy New Year. Next call. Hey, Weekly. First time, extremely long time since February of 2016. You guys are awesome. Never had anything to call about except saw a commercial for a show called The Masked Singer on Fox, and it just looks like the hooiest thing I've ever seen. Nick Cannon's the host, and they have such musical geniuses as Ken Jong and Jenny McCarthy. On the judges panel, or I don't, judges is a loose term, and Nicole Serge's thing from the Pussycat Dolls is on it. It just looks like a giant mess, and I can't wait to see it. Well, I, I actually bet Rita might be one of the masked singers from the minuscule amount of information I got from the commercial. All right, let me know if this is something I should watch out for. Is this going to be an actual hit? Women, Children, and Frankie. Well, the only reason the the only reason he's saying that the only reason he's saying that is because um, is that what people think? Who people because think in the is? in the promo, it's like could be about like Nicole Scherzinger is like, is it Bella Hadid? But it's like we don't know that. This season, everyone will be asking, who's Bella Hadid? Who is he did he? Paul Abdul. Behind. My heart is coming out of my chest. The mask. They, they were using bigger name celebrities as guests to draw publicity because everyone knows. The, the, the problem, fundamentally, the problem with this show is that if they were really famous, you would recognize their voices immediately. Yeah, but that's what's like 
kind of the joke about it where it's like they're like, could that be Madonna? And it's like, that is 100% not Madonna. Okay, so the way that this show works, to- in total, there are going to be six episodes so this of this is a show, show wait, I can I just think. say, this is a show adapted from a very popular format, a South Korean reality show format called... Called, called King of Mask Singer. King of Mask Singer. Actually, I say it's popular, but I'm actually unsure. It's been on for a few seasons. <sighs> One but, could assume that it's popular if it came to another country. So it's been it's on- hosted by Nick Cannon, who, by the way, looks it. wild now. Nick Cannon I has know. a new look, and it is unbelievable. It's hosted by, uh, I don't know, uh, how, do, how do you think they did this? What weird, what person, number one, drew all these names on a piece of paper and put them in the hat? But then what what person pulled them out and said like, yeah, this will work? Of, um, remember, the, remember Four? The show Four? Four. Remember The Four? The reality no. shit singing show The Four, which, which was hosted by Fergie. And on the panel was Megan Trainer and Diddy and Khaled. <sighs> And like, oh my one, God. and then I that could, guy wasn't who that was just last year? Yes, he was me too'd off the panel. Remember? Yes. So like, it we reminds about that. it reminds me of the of four, but like even lesser. Like four was like we were like lol four, but this is even worse than four. And I think, but I think, but I think it's better. This oh, is better. Wild. I actually kind of didn't mind watching it because it was so strange. So wait, who are the hosts? Who are the so judges? the hosts are um, the so there's the host Nick Cannon. The judges are um, Ken Jung, Jenny McCarthy, Nicole Scherzinger. Yes, Nicole Scherzinger and Robin Thicke. What the way the the way the show works is they bring out um, these people in really elaborate costumes, like not dumpy costumes, like really elaborate, like meant for Broadway costumes that cover their entire bodies, and they perform songs, and then they can, then they do a Q&A with the judges using a voice change. So they perform the songs in their real singing voices, and then they have a do a Q&A with a voice changer to do um, with to cover up their voices when they like answer questions about their their life. It's sort of like what's my line yes. meets. Um, meets, Wait, this is your life. This is your life. Meets American Idol. Meets the voice. Meets American Idol. Meets the, meets the voice. Yeah. Um. So everyone comes out and they have a character. So in the first episode, we were introduced to the characters: peacock, lion, monster, deer, and unicorn. Okay. <laughs> the masks are like actually beautiful, though. It's a very like yeah. highly oh. aesthetic version. It's not like they're coming out in these furry costumes. Like the peacock is like beautiful, and then the deer yeah. is like a weird like take on a deer. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's a very, you can tell it's not an American of American origin. And we also had Hippo. So (laughs) Hippo lost though. So the way it works is like there's head to head, they each sing. But then if you're, if you're better, if you're head to head, if you're better than the other one, then you're safe. Uh, If you win, then you're safe. But if you lose your head to head, then you're not safe. And then at the end, like there's ultimately only one person who gets unmasked at the end and they're the worst person. And so this guy was revealed to be a football player. Spoiler alert. His name is Antonio Brown. Had no idea who he was. But see, the thing is, is what's funny is they're saying, so on the Wikipedia it says, the competitors are said to have a combined 65 Grammy noms, 16 multi-platinum albums, 16 Emmy noms, nine Broadway shows, four Super Bowl titles, and four stars on the Hollywood Hollywood Walk of Fame, which makes me think that a lot of these people are just like, where are they nows? Yeah, that's that's well, that's what they when they give their introductor introductions, like the one I sent you, where it's like the monster the being monster. like, I was on the top of the world in the eighties, but then like I fell from grace and now I I'm back. And then when he sang, yeah, when he sang, he was like, oh, this is like an actually this is a talented performer, but we have yet to see rabbit, bee, poodle, alien, raven, and pineapple. I guess that's <laughs> next week. And then are you going to honestly keep watching this? No. 
I will watch highlights to. on YouTube until the sun goes down. Like, I will watch an hour's worth of highlights on YouTube of this show, but I will never watch this show. Do you know what I mean? I kind of want to. Uh, one thing I do like about the show is during the performances, they put the little judges in picture in picture and it has them being like, I think one of them will be like, well, he sounds like a professional singer. Like, oh, I like his moves. Could be a professional dancer. And it's like, and then Nicole Scherzinger's like, I don't know who this is. Yeah, every Jenny time, McCarthy. Every time Nicole Scherzinger just says, I don't know who it is. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy is trying way too oh, hard. She's I, terrible. I, Cannot stand her. Jenny McCarthy's doing way too much. Ken Jung is like, the paycheck cleared, so whatever. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Ken Jung is like, Robin Thicke is trying too hard because he's trying to rebuild himself as a serious like musician person. Nicole Scherzinger is happy to be there. Jenny McCarthy is, wants the spotlight more than anything. And Ken Jung is just like, it kind where of, am I? It kind I? of works better than four because... It's the people want to be there and they mm-hmm. are aware about how silly the show it is because the, mm-hmm. ultimately the show is like, it knows it's very silly. It yeah, knows it's, it's very stupid. aware of it. Yeah. But I think I... And there's I, nothing kind of like, the the voice is so hokey because it's like emotional. Like it's like, it really wants yes. to like tug at your heartstrings. But this show can't really do that. So it has to be so no. irreverent and weird and funny. It can't like say sad stories about a monster, you know, like a yeah. guy in a monster costume or whatever. I feel like there's a there's a there's a possibility, um, there's a potential for the for this show to tug at the heartstrings, but only whenever they're unveiled and it's like, oh, like it's you know, it's God, Millie Vanilli. It's the one who is still alive for Millie Vanilli and he's just yes. like back, he can sing yes. or something, and then there's like some sort of sad yeah, little anecdote. What happens with those? Like, that's what's disappointing, right. where it's like the voice also sometimes has people who are like, I did the Cupid Shuffle guy went on it and then he lost. Oh, yeah. He like sang his own song and yeah. no one turned around. But, but it's I like, mean, oh, it's for the one moment, it's like there's tabloid articles that are like, the Cupid Shuffle guy was on the voice and he's a good singer, but then it's not like anything came of that. Yeah. But him. basically what I'm saying is for everyone who's expecting the reveal to be someone on the level of Lady Gaga or Christina Aguilera or even Rita Ora, listen, the hosts are Robin Thicke and Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger. They're not going to get A-list singers for the well, show. Well, think about it. It's not going to be anyone more famous than the judges or they would yeah, that's what be I mean. a judge, maybe. Mm-hmm. Contemporarily famous, get. though, is what I'm saying. Not Like Robin, Robin Thicke was too good to be a performer on this show. <laughs> Nicole right. Scherzinger was too right. good to be a performer on this show. Right. So think about the spectrum of star. I do believe that they're not lying about like Super Bowl and like Grammy winners, but mm-hmm. these are people that it could be anyone. There are hundreds, no, be, thousands of Grammy winners that exist. It in could our be. World. It's gonna be someone. It's gonna be everyone. It's gonna be the level of celebrities who like appeared on you know I Love the Eighties. It's gonna be what's her name. Um, uh. Who is like one Paula person, Abdul type person? Who is one or, person that we think will be on it? Let's just out of the whole like Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. You think Tiffany like that level person? Right. I'm gonna. Well, I want to guess one. What about someone who's like, like an actor who did performance? You know who could be on it? Like Melora Hardin. Could be Melora Hardin. <laughs> could be. Melora but I think you're gonna want an actual God. Who's a so one of the guys said, like, one of my dearest friends was Michael Jackson. I think it was the unicorn said that or yeah. someone said that. Yeah. So it's like, who's a musician who may be in the background of things, you know, like maybe part of a group and he's the one whose name you forgot. Like, right. is there someone who it's was like in like Belle New... Biv or DeVoe or something? Someone who was in New Edition, but it's not Bobby Brown, you know? <laughs> right. right. Um, it's going to be that level of person. But anyway, I think it's sort of interesting 
it had huge ratings, as you put huge it. Huge ratings. Um, it what what did I what did um nine point two million viewers and a huge two point nine rating in the demo. Nice start, and it crushed everything else on the networks last night. And I think it's only gonna get bigger because this show is so strange. People and like, it's like singing competitions, though. So it's I the think first it has that boost already. Yeah, and it's the first singing competition in a while that's actually novel that has like a gimmick it's, and not just like oh here's Megan Train or like tapping a button. You gotta you know? respect like a pure gimmick because the four was yeah. too confusing. I think. I mean, I don't even know if it's still mm-hmm. on, but the four was too confusing. The voice is obviously iconic, like definitely the most. Now at this point, probably more successful than American Idol because around the world, yeah. it's way more popular than. And then there anything. was that show. Remember the wall? That show, the wall. That was a flop. Yeah, here. that was a flop. The gimmick was that gimmick was too weird. The gimmick was like not fun. Right. So you need something that is insane. You need people in masks. You Which need is people perfect, in costumes. Because like South Korea, like did it. They know it's been on there for like five seasons or whatever. Jesse J mm-hmm. probably like won every season, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Got it. If Jesse J ends up like if Jesse J takes her like reality show world tour around like and shows up on Mass Singer, I'll be so proud of her. I mean, what I would if know her, her new voice niche is immediately. what if her new sheet is her new niche is being a ringer on reality singing competitions? What a great like profession. This kind of reminds me, and I loved doing this, so I think I will enjoy watching this show. Of when remember when the New York Times had that that little like documentary about the making of the song The Middle and they had the demo oh, and they had that. all the clips of yes. the different women singing the yes. Marin Morris and part like, and we all were like 100... guessing who the voices were. It was like 100 women sang that demo and then finally they got Marin Morris and didn't she have a cold or something? That part. <laughs> Wasn't she like, uh, I had a cold when I sent out my demo and then and they I thought it. I wouldn't get it but they were like, we love that she but had a cold. But then all the voices, you could like guess who it was like Miley, like, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen, Miley, you had Carly, mm-hmm. It was Demi. crazy. It was crazy that they let that. I mean, it was just so fun to listen to. But the problem is that that had, I knew in my mind, the group of women who would send out demos for that. Yeah, and this yeah, yeah. show is so insane that it's like, you don't even know the pool of which it you are be, pulling from. It could be it anyone. Could be anyone. It could be me. It could be me. It could be Lindsay. <laughs> Surprise, I'm on the masked showman. <sighs> Surprise. Or Lindsay's the unicorn. Okay, we need to move on. The the voice changer gimmick, I gotta say, I just love a voice changer you gimmick. Do. And so uh, the moment I was like, how are they gonna do Q&As? And then they like pulled this thing to their neck and I was like, oh my God, they're gonna do voice changers. <laughs> yes. So scream. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Who is that? Hi, Bobby. Hi, Lindsay. Long time, long time. Um, actually, I haven't called in a, a long time for me. So, you know, try to give you a little bit of a break. But um, so you put Wendy Williams in your latest newsletter. And I just, I guess, I don't really know. Like, this isn't a tip, but it's more that my um, my aunt, she, was, she and Wendy Williams were childhood best friends. And my dad used to babysit Wendy Williams. And he would put her on top of the fridge because she would be so annoying. Um, yeah, I have a lot of, like, old pictures of her at my grandma's house, and, like, my grandma always talks about how she's always been the same, and then my aunt always says that Wendy stole her personality, and that that's why Wendy's famous now, but basically, um, I get all the leftover makeup that Wendy Williams doesn't want from, um, people that she promotes on her show, so, for me, Wendy Williams has been a savior, so, good form, Bella Thorne. I just love that little detail that was like, she talks so much, we put her on top of the fridge. (laughs) She was so annoying. My dad used to put Wendy Williams on top of the fridge. She had the gift of gab from very early on. (laughs) 
What can I clap say? If you've ever, clap if you've ever been on a fridge. <laughs> Did you see, though, like recently, I haven't watched in a second, but I guess she like had an off week or something where she oh, was just yeah. like a mess. And then she apologized on Instagram. She was like, I've just been great. Like, but I thought Wendy Williams is always like off. That's why I love her. She she introduced some band really poorly. She was like, here comes and she slurred her words and then she apologized for it. She apologized to her fans for her odd behavior on the air, introducing the uh, group The Locks. And she said it was because of um, painkillers. Oh, she's blaming it on painkillers. That's what it was. Because she broke something and then she's been on painkillers and she's like, I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, she's fine. But they used to put her on top of the fridge. Uh, Hi, Weekly. So um, I have a question about how to explain, like, semi-influencers to my boss. So um, a lot of my job is with social media, and, um, like, I'm trying to explain, like, Tessa and uh, Ty French to my boss because I'm trying to get a new preset. It doesn't matter. Um, But, like... People of my age group know exactly who that is, but I don't know how to explain to my boss that, like, this person has no talent. They just are famous via the gram. How do I do that? Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. I think that works. They have no talent, but they're famous on Instagram. It's sort of like the, the, the early aughts where people said they're famous for being famous. It's the exact, it's just the evolution of that. They're famous for being on Instagram. And that's really all you have to say. Compare it to Paris Hilton of 2004. Compared to Kim Kardashian of 2007. Yeah. They're famous because they built up a following on this platform just for like being around and like being cute and being really persistent. I feel like to explain these types of people, you need to explain the networks they're on almost. Like you need to explain explain the platforms, but like that's even more complicated. But you just have to be like, you know, these are these are places that people look every day online and there are people that are gaining followings in those places. Like you Mm -hmm. might not see them or know them because you're not looking at those places. But I think that that is totally an acceptable thing because you basically are just saying like there are plenty of people looking at these people like that's why they're of value quote unquote Mm -hmm. of value and i think if you show all of these people all these people behave the exact same way on instagram especially so just show your boss one of those profiles show the follower count and show the grid um both the grid in full so they can get like a, a sense of the tableau of the grid but also just scroll through and show them the comments because it's like watch how people engage with them watch how they request engagement that's probably the weirdest thing where it's like hey followers hey my lovelies to their like 300,000 followers and it's like for new year's like i just stayed in with the hubby and like we like made hot cocoa what about you guys and then like thousands of people will be like well i went to a party like well i did the same thing like oh relationship goals it's wild the extent to which they can be like, tell me something and the followers will engage. Right. That's their power. Also just existing on a platform without having to exist anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, like not having to be on TV, not having to be on the radio, not having to be in music, not having to be any, like just mm-hmm. existing in their own place. On Instagram on is a, enough. Yeah. But that's the thing. You can, as anyone would say in response to that, it's like, well, what happens when the platform doesn't exist? The answer is like, look at Vine. Like there was the great Vine migration of 2006. 16, right? When that mm-hmm. when Vine died? To go to YouTube to find something similar. Now, now there's, you know, TikTok, which is Vine-ish. It's like, you know, but that's maybe not the place for those Viners that are now a little bit older than most of the audience on TikTok. So it's like this whole thing. And with this, it's like if, and, and with, with Instagram influencers 
with Instagram influencers especially, I think it is sort of like, where do they go? Where when do it's they just go? lifestyle, when it's just lifestyle, I don't know. Do they write a book? Do they get like, they get a show, they get a show on Netflix? Like, but you know, like how Marie Kondo turned that into like, she got a show. I um, guess, but she was never like an Instagram influencer. She was I know, but like, I'm saying like those sorts of shows are popular now. Right, sure. Um, like the the low rent version, like the HD. Right. I mean, version. what happens is like if TV splinters into all these streaming things that have all these low cost programming, streaming things behind a then they're paywall, gonna host one of those. Then they're gonna need people, so they're gonna look towards like lesser, mm-hmm. cheaper talent. Yeah, sure, of course. Next up, we're going to play a, a speed round of who are them. Okay. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Uh, long time, long time. Quick question: Is John Boyega a who or a them? Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. One, two, three. Who. who? Yeah. Absolute who. I mean, just shows that just because you're in a, a huge franchise doesn't mean that you are famous. And if anything, it makes it more difficult to become famous. Not difficult, but it makes it harder to break through because there's I mean, so many Daisy people. Ridley also still a who. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when it's Star Wars, it's like you're competing with the uh, original stars of Star Wars, you know, where it's like you've still got Carrie Fisher rest in peace you've still got Harrison right because they keep Ford, appearing in these movies so yeah. you're not like redefining you're not really redefining the series you're just like at you're acting as the like you're new you're still group, second bill right. to yeah. the original to stars. Harrison Ford who might show up you know oh, yeah well yeah. he died in the first one, okay whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay <laughs> next up so hi pressing question my Bialik who are them thanks before Bellathorn one two three who I think People don't this know her name, but would know who she was. Yeah. I think it's really, I think she's really close, but I think she's not. But also I feel like the same audience is watching Big Bang as would know her from Blossom. Like they're slightly yeah. older. So we're not getting like a new generation knowing who she yeah. is. Um, and it's really, I mean, it's, it's, they're on the same show, but it's very similar to Kaylee Cuoco in that like they've been acting on successful shows for like their entire lives. Yeah. But they're not thems because they're not really they don't really exist outside of those shows uh-huh. you know they yeah. don't exist outside of the the things that actually keep them uh working uh-huh. they're enormously successful by any metric but Maya Bialik doesn't really exist outside of the show and when she does she's like a complete asshole well, so, she's like an orthodox mommy blogger yeah she's like a rude blogger <laughs> rude blogger anyway okay hey who weekly my name's abby medium time medium time just saw the favorite the other day and got in an argument with my friend rachel weiss is she a who or a them i think she's a them also married daniel craig very important note Anyways, good form, Bella Thorne. Thanks. Bye. One, two, three. Them? them? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Them question mark. No, Hesitant I think them, so. but them. I think so. She's done her, she's paid her dues. She's won her Oscar. She's probably going to get another Oscar nomination. Yeah. She's married to James Bond. She's part of a like, big couple. That's a big deal. Yeah, she's part of a big couple. And she's super prestige But I think the, the prestige... The prestige of certain people where it's like um, they're so serious and they're so uh, well-respected and they're so not tabloid fixtures right, is what they, makes it yeah. – it makes it hard to call them thems because they they take everything so seriously. It's because he doesn't really – he doesn't really make gossipy news even though he's like sort of – Except for like when he's maybe guy. dating Patti Smith every five years. Yeah. So – 
Also, she's been in this relationship with Daniel Crick for so long, and he's the same way. He's kind of boring, but he's famous. Mm -hmm. They both work so much. They don't have the time to, you know, make the gossip headlines. Don't they live in, like, Connecticut? They're, like, kind of boring. Yeah, but, like, two actors to get two, like, A-minus listers together is a big deal. Yeah. They're, like, a big couple, I think. We stand the favorite whatever. Okay. (laughs) Hi. Abby and Alana from Broad City. Who? Or them. One, two, three, who? who. Yeah. The show plummeted in ratings year year over year. I would say Alana's more themy than Abby, though. Abby chooses product projects that are a little bit lower behind the camera. Yeah. But I mean, she like she did an indie on Netflix, and like Alana did um, what's that movie that Rough Night? Yeah. Just I think because they're different styles. But they're definitely who's. They're all, they're famous. They're hilarious. I I love Broad. I love that last season of Broad City. Did you watch it? Yeah, but it I think like two and I years think ago. Broad City's ratings look like them leaving the show is like in perfect timing though. With like yeah. what they have they one need. more season. Like left. they should have left them. It's good that the show is like not as popular, so they can move on and like figure something else out. Yeah, separately. Um, or I think that, together. and I think they'll both they'll have interesting careers. I think that they have longevity. You know, yeah. like, they'll be okay. Yeah. Hey, guys. Is uh, Jennifer Tilly, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Who? Oscar, again, Oscar winner, has appeared in a lot of, like, highbrow things. But she also is Bride of Chucky. I was so going to say, I only know her from Bride of Chucky. <laughs> she's Bride of Chucky, and she has pivoted to poker player Her voice actress. She's a voice actress extreme. Them voice. Oh, them voice. Okay. Who name? Let's go. Hi, Who Weekly. Is... Sandra O, oh, a who, or a them. Thank you. One, two, three. Them. Them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that's a question. Yeah. And if anything, getting them here by them in it, which is really cool. Yeah. Just like an older actress, like getting more and more famous. Yeah. Um, And not kind of falling by the Love wayside her. like a lot so of actresses do. So excited for her globes this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, Is John Mulaney a who, or a them? Let me know what you think. Thanks. Bye. One, two, three, them. Cuspy them. Cuspy them. Cuspy them, but them. He's a them. I think so. We don't have that many, like, themmy stand up comedians that are, like, very purely stand up. Com- like, we're yeah. working, like, yeah, Nanette. Right. <laughs> Not Nanette. 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 <laughs> but I think that he is, like, he is. I think he is. Also, is it rude to to like say, like, we are not going to be hearing from Hannah Gadsby anytime soon? Stop. <laughs> Like, what is Hannah Gadsby's don't next? don't censor Nanette. What is Hannah Gadsby's next move? And more importantly, who cares? You know what's funny? <laughs> if you say Nanette Gadsby, it kind of sounds like the great Gadsby. Like, if you just say it faster, if you say it... Nanette Gadsby. <laughs> Hannah Gadsby. Honestly, like... Stop. Move on. Who cares? <laughs> next up. Hi. My friends and I are having a debate. Is William H. Macy a who or a them? Thanks. Bye. One, two, three. Them. Them. Yeah. What else? Yeah, that's he's a them. Lily Macy, Felicity Huffman, a list. My favorite list couple. Um, Aside from what was Felicity? What was her? What was her? Her blog's name? It's like Pippa Dippa Dippa. It's like some stupid name. She has a blog. My friend Pippa, my Felicity Huffman blog. We've definitely talked about it on the web on the on the podcast. I already forgot. It's called like got a got a butter Pippa. Oh, what the flicker. Oh my God, that's Felicity Remember Huffman's what the vlog. What the flicka? Yeah. What the flicka? What the flicka is? 
name for a vlog. Um, well, what the, the current Flicka, banner, what the flick is doing the, great. The current banner image on whatthefflicka.com is uh, a stock photo. No, it's not even a stock photo. It's like four women sitting around a table, one of whom is Felicity Huffman. And it says, we want to work with you. Register to find out about our partnership opportunities. And there are all these like lines and things. And it says, Partnership opportunities include momfluencers, mompreneurs, funny moms, content creators, and mom bloggers. Yikes. Click to learn more. What is she doing over Clicking. here? Um, what the Flick is selling a mug that says Brawless is Flawless, and it's on sale for $4. <laughs> so it's like you can't even afford not to buy that mug. Other mugs for sale on the What the Flick website, Resting Mom Face. There's one that says Not Not Wine. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own damn sandwich, great. Um, in a needlepoint print, not not wine. Ooh, that they know that they know there's a market for that because that's nine dollars. Not wine. That's nine dollars. I'll get that. you this phone case. That's two fifty. It says Boss on it. Please don't get me anything from whattheflicka.com. I really want this mug that says I love being a mom, and then when you turn it around, it says except when kids are around. <laughs> I love mom humor that's like, I hate my kids and wish I were drunk. <laughs> okay, with that, we're done. Thank you, as always, for calling in. Also, please buy tickets to our live shows, whoweekly.us. Uh, Just click on live. We're coming to a city near you very soon. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash whoweekly. And as always, give your questions and comments, 619whothem. We know you're great at it. And stay tuned after the credits for another installment of Call You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. Bye. You will drain it. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Roswell, New Mexico premieres Tuesday, January 15th at 9, 8 central. Is Dido doing the theme song again? No, she's not. Wait, then who is? Was Dido busy? Can we please stop talking about Dido? You know I love talking about Dido, but we can't talk about Dido right now. Ugh, it's always the time to talk about Dido. Roswell, New Mexico premieres January 15th at 9, 8 central, and Dido does not do the theme song. Hi, Who Weekly. So, um, I am calling to kill... Until I and we all die. But I was wondering, is this like weird or bad? Like sometimes I think about like actually kind of when I listen to this podcast, I think about like Jonathan Chebin when like we run out of water. Um, <laughs> uh, just like what he would do, like what he's gonna do. Um, I shouldn't say that I like thinking about that, but it, it brings, it doesn't even bring me peace, honestly, it deeply disturbs me, but like, maybe it's comical. Um, yeah, so, what would the food god do when the society that we have found ourselves in collapses because of extreme climate change? Uh, should I be thinking this scenario out with anyone else? 